proclaiming the soon return of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, preparing a people for the kingdom of heaven, preserving a posterity for the glory of God. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Key of David podcast. It's being brought to you by the Watchman of the Wall Ministries. I'm your host, Charles, and I thank God that I am back on the podcast live again. So it's been so long. And I want to praise God that I made it through the wilderness and I come on the other side and God is still faithful. God is still good. And he's still allowing me to speak in his name. And I want to welcome you to this podcast. Thank you for streaming it. Thank you for downloading it. Thank you for tuning in. I believe with all of my heart that God has something he wants you to hear, especially designed for your life. I believe with all of my heart, God is in the details. I've been reading in the book of Numbers and Leviticus about all of the laws that they had to follow and the sacrifices and the details that God was in. And it made me realize that God is in the details. And friend, listener, God is in the details of your life. And he can be involved as much as you want him to be. And he can be involved in every area of your life if you will just submit control to him and i praise god that while you're listening to this podcast you feel the unction the urge the drawing to allow god to take a little more control of your life complete control if you will be able to submit it to him you will not regret it we serve a wonderful good good god Now, while I'm welcoming you, I want to welcome also to the podcast my friend and brother in ministry, Scott. Scott, say hello to everyone. Hello to everyone. It is good to be back on the main podcast again, just like Charles said. It's like a breath of fresh air, and I'm excited to be here. I am always excited to be on this main podcast because you just don't know what the Lord's going to say and do, Charles. It's just, it's exciting. You never know when you, like you said, give him control because that's what we do here. Give him control of this podcast. He's an authority and you never know what's going to happen. That's the wonderful thing. It's exciting. (laughs) So I'm happy to be here and it's good to be back with you, my brother. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm also excited. Like you said, it's been a while. want to apologize to each and every person that faithfully listens, that's been looking for a new podcast to come out. There's been a lot of drama in our lives. There's been a lot of there's been a lot of trials. There's been a lot of tribulations. God has been faithful through them all. We are only human, and sometimes things get out of our control that we cannot do what we want to, or we cannot, you know, readily get on here and do a new podcast. But thank you for your patience. Thank you that you didn't give up, and I am so happy to be here. Scott, I'm so glad to be back on the podcast with you. I know God has more in store for those that are listening, more in store for his saints, for his children. So I just thank God for allowing us to be back on this podcast again. Now, before we get into today's material, I know that Scott has a list of people that we call out before God when we do these podcasts. And I want to encourage you, listener, if you have a need, if you have something in your life that you just can't seem 
to be able to overcome yourself. There is nothing like allowing your brothers and sisters to join their faith with yours and share in the burden of calling out before God. There is strength in numbers. And the more people call out a need before God, the more we're going to stir God's heart and let, and he will move on our behalf. So I want to encourage you, if you've got a need, if you've got something in your life you want Scott and myself to join our faith with, feel free to ask to be added to the list. You can do that through our email address. You just simply contact us through our email address. It's key underscore david underscore ministries at yahoo.com i will give it out again at the end of the podcast and it will be linked in the show notes of the podcast so that you have the ability to contact us if you would like to be added to this list we would definitely pray with you we would join our faith with you we would call your name out before god scott i want you to call out those names on that list and then I want you to pray for this podcast. Pray that the Holy Spirit takes complete liberty, freedom, and control. And he speaks according to the will of God, the heart of God. And that we're all blessed. We're all edified. We're all strengthened in our faith before we get done with this podcast today. I will surely do it. And I want to encourage the listener again, like Charles just did, send in that request by that email that's going to be in the show notes of this podcast charles will give it out again at the end and i I wish that i could get a spiritual light switch to click on in your head that there's something to charles you just said it a while ago when when two or three gather together and pray over the same thing now there's a phrase that's been coined i didn't coin it but i'm going to use it it's called corporate prayer and if I could just, if we could just get these listeners that's listening to us to take advantage of this. Now, it's not that we're trying to toot our own horn here. That's not what it is. It's the fact that God's people get together in one mind and in one accord praying for one thing. That, that sends reverberations into heaven. That gets collected, Charles, if, if I could say it this way. The prayers of the saints get collected according to revelation, according to the vision John received. The the saints are collected into a special cup. Now, when we gather together, two or more, we that prayer becomes even more augmented. And if you take advantage of that, as Charles and I and you, the listener, pray over this need in your life, whatever situation it may be, God is going to move. Now, I'm not saying that arrogantly. I'm saying it in faith. God is going to move. Charles, we've watched people come on this list and come off this list and receive what they needed or receive from the Lord what he thought was best. Either way, so we're thanking God for the fact that he still answers prayers and he loves to see get together in one mind and one accord and pray over something. Now, let me say this and we'll, we'll pray over that. The devil and his minions will love to keep you separated and feeling alone and praying by yourself. Now, I'm not saying your prayer life is. But I'm saying he loves to keep you separated by yourself, feeling like you're carrying the weight of the world on your shoulders 
And therefore, I'm talking to somebody, and it makes it hard for you to pray and to get through. But now, when I add my prayer, when Charles add, adds his prayer, when you realize you're not by yourself and you're not alone, there's freeing anointing in that. And you should take advantage of that by simply writing in to that email address. Let us know. You can be in whatever detail, however much detail you want to give. And we will pray with you and continue to pray till you tell us to quit. Hallelujah. So there's you a free bit of advice. <laughs> so we're going to pray. We're going to pray for Greg, Michelle, Angie, Melissa, Chris, Amanda, Annabelle, Trey, Landon, Jerry, Rhonda, Scott, Grace, Matthew, Wyatt, uh, Jessica, Catherine, and Dante. We're also going to say a special prayer for uh, the family of Betty, who we were praying for. Um, we're praying for their family now as the Lord has gave her a homecoming. So we're praying for the family that God will strengthen them and bring them through this time. So let us come together to prayer. Now, listen, have faith, folks. Have faith. Maybe we don't have your uh, need right on this list at the moment. But if you're listening to this podcast, you can pray with me while I'm praying. That'll be just as good for now. You pray. You bring your need to the throne because that's where we're going to take them. And we're going to have faith in God for him to move upon these requests. Now, just like the book of Mark encourages us, don't doubt in your heart. Give every bit of faith that you got, even if it's small as a mustard seed. Give every bit of faith that you've got and lay what you're praying for right now down at the feet of Jesus. Let us pray. Father, we thank you today for the, the power of prayer. Lord, we've been reading in the book of Numbers. We've been reading, Lord, what it took in the old covenant just to be able for one man to come into your presence and that fearfully to make requests known. Thank you today for the gift of Jesus. Thank you for the day today, Father, for the gift of your son, Jesus Christ, who fulfilled all those sacrificial laws so that we can now, as the writer of Hebrews says, come boldly before the throne of grace to make our petitions known. God, we don't have to sacrifice bulls, cows, uh, pigeons, turtle doves. We don't have to do none of that stuff now because Jesus paid it all. Jesus is our high priest. Jesus is our way maker. He still walks on the water. He still raises Lazarus from the dead. He still does all these things. And we thank you for the gift of your son today. And Lord, I bring these needs before you. There's not one on this page that is impossible for you. Lord, you're not going to see me laugh because I know you can do these things. I've watched you do miracles. And Lord, this is nothing for you. So we plead for these people right now, whatever need they are going through, financial spiritual, physical, maybe they're going through depression, maybe they're going through fear and anxiety, marriage problems, God, you can, re you can make everything right, you can make everything new, you can fix every need on this list, Lord, we give them to you right now, we lay them at your feet, and Lord, I pray right now that you touch each and every single name on this list, and God, I also pray for the listener, that's on the other side of this podcast. We may be in the future. How powerful you are. You put this recording in their life at the right time. And I pray for them as well, that they be encouraged, strengthened, 
renewed, that they be stronger than when they push the start button on this podcast, that they feel stronger and better. And Lord, they feel like they're going to make it. I pray for the Holy Spirit to move upon them and touch them right now in the name of Jesus. And God, we thank you for this podcast. We thank you, Lord, that you let us come again and do this recording another time. Speak, Lord, through this podcast. Send your Holy Spirit through here and speak the words you want said. We'll give you the praise and the glory for all that's done on this. In Jesus' name we pray, and amen. Amen, amen. Good prayer. Thank you, Scott, for praying. I know that God has heard your prayer. I know that he's heard the faith that you have, the faith that I have, the faith that the listener on the other side of this podcast has. And I believe God will move in every situation. He is faithful. He may not answer it according to our will, but he will answer it according to the perfect will, his will, and he knows exactly what needs to be done. We thank God for that today. Scott, today we're going to be talking again about a subject that we've been talking for 12 weeks. For 12 weeks, we've been on a series that we've called the Faith Series. And if there's something that the body of Christ needs today, Almost more than anything, it's faith, because faith is what the enemy is after. Faith is what God is after, and faith should be what we're after. We should all be pursuing a life of faith. The Bible declares that the just shall live by their faith. That means for your very survival, you must have faith in God. The devil knows this, listener. The devil knows and is aware that if he can get your faith to a weak state, if he can take your faith in God away from you, if he can get you to doubt God, to let a root of bitterness or unbelief creep in your heart, that he will win the battle because it will destroy the work of God in your life when you do not approach God with faith. The Bible says that if anyone would receive anything from God, he must first believe that God is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. It is by faith that we please God, that we receive anything from God, that we are sustained by God. So we have been talking about faith, God, for 12 weeks, and we're going to continue to do so. Now, the Bible wants us to tell the people, the, the Bible and God wants us to tell the people how to increase their faith. I believe with all of my heart that God has dealt to everyone, the Bible says, the measure of faith. Scott, there's a measure of faith that is given to every person. There is a daily faith that is offered to every believer who will take the time to get into God's presence and receive from God that day what they need. If you'll remember the Lord's prayer that the Lord taught us, in the word of God, it says, give us this day our daily bread. So you don't go to God once a week like so many Christians do on Sunday. And then they go to Sunday school or they go to church on Sunday and they want God to be powerful in their lives, but they don't give God any more of their time throughout the week. I'm telling you right now, if all you do is cry out to God on Sunday at church, then your life is going to be most miserable with trying to defeat the enemy. The enemy is on the, he is on the prowl every day. Satan 
is daily trying to destroy your life, listener, daily trying to destroy your faith. And we must daily get in God's presence and get that measure of faith that God has promised us. And then once we get that faith, Scott, we have to invest that faith back into the kingdom of God and see it multiplied. Because if all we do is take the measure of faith that God gives us, we're, we're eating the seed that God gives us instead of planting the seed that God intends for us to do and to reap a harvest of even more abundant faith. Scott, we've been talking for several weeks now on building a storehouse of faith. When I say that word storehouse of faith, Scott, what does that mean to you? A storehouse of faith means to me the ability to, it's it's a, without going into great detail, it's the ability to take the subject faith that you're speaking of and to be able to store up said faith in a um, quote-unquote storehouse, if you will, for future use in time of need when times get harder. It's like having an emergency fund for y'all that know finances and money. Some Some people preach that you should have $500 in an emergency fund for what if or whatever happens. But we're kind of walking that way with faith, if I can use that. We're kind of walking that way for there are things in front of the path of a Christian. You don't know what's coming specifically unless the Lord shows you. It could be a fiery hot trial. It could be something of anything to test you or the devil to try to tempt you. A person with that said storehouse that stored up faith, he's got the strength to walk through that. That kind of is what I picture when I hear that word. How about you? Well, I absolutely agree, and I love what you said when you were talking about having an emergency account or a savings account that you can readily access for troubled times. Scott, we live in a day and age where people are living from paycheck to paycheck, and they're just one broken refrigerator. They're one broke-down car away from homelessness, Yep, and they live in this constant fear of something bad happening, one of their loved ones getting sick, someone having an accident, the car breaking down, the refrigerator breaking, the air conditioning going out, and they are just one trial. They're one step away. They're one catastrophe away from destitution. And unfortunately, because we live like that in the flesh, it is bled over to the spirit. And Scott, I dare say most Christians today are living just exactly the same mentality. They're living from week to week. They're barely making it through the week with with victorious faith. They're one trial, one tribulation, one enemy attack away from destitution. And if they don't have that extra surplus of faith that God is offering them, if they don't have that gift of faith spoken, about in first Corinthians chapter 12 there is a gift of faith that you can receive listener from the Holy Ghost and that gift of faith is exactly for what we're saying today is for the enemy attack for the inevitable the Bible says that many are the troubles of the righteous but God would deliver us of all of them that man's life is short and full of many troubles Scott 
we live in perilous times. We live in the last days. The Bible said in the last days, perilous times would come. And so I believe with all of my heart, God has laid it upon your heart, my heart, this podcast that we should instruct the listener on how to build a storehouse of faith, how to get in their possession that extra cruise of oil that they're going to need because, Scott, there's also something else that I believe this ministry has been given, and that's a warning, a warning from the Holy Spirit that perilous times are coming, that the darkness will increase, that the enemy will be given more liberty and freedom. And this all is a plan of God. It's all about the mystery of the gospel. In order for the end to come, the enemy must be given liberty and freedom. In order for the end of all things to come, in order for the end of this grace age to come, this church age, in order for God to return and rescue us and take us home, the darkness must increase. Times must get hard. Sin must increase. God would not allow the Israelites to go into some cities because the sin of that city was not yet full and God's judgment had not yet been decided. But Scott, we're reaching a time now today where the sin is coming to its fullness and judgment will soon begin. And the Bible declares that judgment will begin at the house of God. And if the righteous scarcely survive, if the righteous scarcely make it, what will be the end of those who believe not the gospel? Scott, that tells me that there's going to be such a time in the future that tries our faith that if we don't have that storehouse of faith, if we don't have that extra cruise of oil, if we don't have that gift of faith spoken about in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, we're going to be in danger of falling by the wayside. Scott, do you remember the warning that Paul, the apostle, gave that in the last days there would be a great apostasy, a great falling away from the faith, and many who once believed would depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits, doctrines of devils, They'll give up on God. What do you believe will cause that? I believe one of the main things that will cause that is times will get tough. The faith that we need will be stretched to the breaking point that if we don't daily commune with God, we're going to be in a time, Scott, where we could possibly lose hope, lose faith, give up on God, And I don't want any of our listeners, I don't want any of God's children to be in that situation. So that's why we are talking about building a storehouse of faith, Scott. That's what it means to me. And I think I explained it a whole lot farther than you did. But (laughs) you agree with everything that I've said, amen? (laughs) Absolutely. Well put, sir. I would would not touch that. Uh, Very well said and spoken. I I'm just listening to what you're saying, and I, you touched on the matter briefly in your exposition. I think people are not prepared, and, and I say it in love. I'm not saying it to be mean or judgmental, but I, I think people are not prepared, Charles. They're not set before them. Thank God for this podcast. 
that the Lord is allowing to set an example by teaching this, this doctrine, by teaching this storehouse. But for the large part, the Christian today, sadly, is not getting taught that this is coming and what to do. For the, for the most part, I see Christians, and this is sad to say, but for the most part, I see Christians who are still being encouraged in a manner of let's let's wait to call on God when something hits. Now, that's that's kind of how they're being taught and encouraged today, not to seek the Lord while he may be found, not to build a storehouse while there's no storm, but to just go upon my life and do my thing and and get my paycheck. And when something bad hits, then I'll start praying. And you see, that's that's a sad, wrong doctrine because that catches you unawares. That sets you up for the fallen away that Charles just spoke about and brought that. For those that have took the time in the quiet times, in the times that there's nothing going on to increase their faith and build their faith and get stronger, they are the ones only that will not That's fall right. away as prophesied in this last day. And I find it sad that these churches aren't even talking about this. We're talking about every other wind of doctrine, but we're not talking about what's in front of our face right now. And you just said it, sir. So before I get wild. So yes, sir. Well, you're doing a great job, Scott. And I hope and pray that the people who are listening have been stirring their heart over the last few weeks about us talking about the storehouse of faith and creating a storehouse of faith. I hope and pray that the people who've been listening have began their journey with God. I remember a few podcasts ago, Scott, God instructed and God stated that we need to have a secret place of the Most High created in our life where we meet with God, where God can impart and, and listener, that is something that's been solely, sorely lacking in today's church is the gift of impartation. Yep. That is where you get imparted into your spirit by the Holy Ghost, the exact strength, faith, love you need to overcome the enemy. And that's what God wants to do. And, you know, you can go to church, and yes, I'm not against People being laid, you know, hands being laid on people and praying for people. The Bible instructs us to do so in the book of James that we should lay hands on people and see the sick recover, see the destitute brought back to health, brought back to life. But you know what, Scott? Like I said earlier, we can't wait, always wait on getting together corporately with our brothers and sisters. One of the tricks of the enemy is to put you in a solitary place all alone where you don't have your brother and sister to call on to get a word from God, where sometimes you're not readily able to get a hold of your pastor or to go to that church or to call that number that you call when you want to pray or when you want someone to pray for you. But there is a quiet, secret place of the Most High that you should be creating in your life, a storehouse of faith, that you go and visit with God, that the Holy Ghost may impart into you that faith that will give you the able, the, the means and the ability to survive in these last days, Scott. Now, over the last few weeks, we've been talking about the steps that I believe the Lord laid on our heart 
to expound on and to reveal to the cre- to to the listener just exactly how to create that storehouse of faith. Real quickly, just for the sake of a little bit of review, since it's been such a long time since we've talked about this, the steps, the first step is reading his word, getting in his word, consuming his word, your mind being saturated by his word, you meditating on his word day and night. If you'll remember, God told Joshua, if you meditate on my word day and night, if you consume my word, if you allow it to permeate your life, then you will have success. Then you will overcome. Then nothing will stop you from succeeding. And that's exactly the same promise that we have today. Also, prayer. Prayer is another way, Scott, that we enter into God's grace and God's favor and God's presence and get that faith increased. So you should have already, listener, adopted the fact that in order to build that storehouse of faith you need, you need to read his word as never before. You need to pray like never before. There's also another step that we talked about, Scott. It's called fasting. Now, this is an uncomfortable one. It's one that's not practiced a lot today, but it should be. When you fast, you are showing God how serious you are about your spiritual well-being. Fasting, denying yourself the very things that your body needs for survival, food, water, sleep, these things honor God. And when you give these things up to show God how serious you are, to seek his face, to get a word from him, to get that impartation of faith, to build that storehouse of faith, you are being serious about what we've been talking about for the last few weeks. And then the last one, Scott, we talked about was journaling. I don't know why it's so powerful completely, but I do know that journaling is, writing down those things that God shares with you when you are praying and reading his word, when you're fasting and get word from God, write them down. When you hear another minister talk under the anointing, like Scott, Scott, I know that so many times on your other podcasts, the key of David supplemental, you are encouraging those note takers to take notes because God is doing the talking and we don't want to miss out on his blessings. So we remind ourselves by journaling. We write down those things. We encourage ourselves by revisiting the words that God has given us in the past. And Scott, today we're going to talk about another subject that I know that you've been eager to talk about for a while since we started this series. It is such a big step in building a storehouse of faith that we wanted to give it its own podcast. Scott, let me read a verse found in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 35. And it says, And this I speak to your own prophet, not that I might cast a snare upon you, but for that which is coming, that you may attend upon the Lord without distraction. So there's the key word, Scott, without distraction. One of the most deadly weapons the enemy has launched on today's church, on today's believer, on today's listener, on on your life is distractions. 
distractions will keep you from building a storehouse of faith. Scott, let's talk about distractions. <laughs> let's, let's talk. Let's talk about this. <laughs> I looked up the definition of the word distraction. You know, now this is not a spiritual definition like we're going to expound on, but we definitely need to know what the word means. And the word distraction, according to Webster's Dictionary, is anything that prevents your full attention. Anything that prevents you from giving your full attention. And the second one was extreme agitation of the mind and emotions. Doesn't that sound exactly like what the enemy is doing in the house of God today? Is keeping people from giving God their full attention and then agitating their mind and emotions with the problems of today. Oh my gosh. Where where do I start? <laughs> I'm like you said, this this I think I, I, I want to say it like this. I don't know if you will agree with it or not, but I, I want to say this is the front line yes. defense that I have found from Satan. If you, the listener, decide to go, okay, I listen to Charles and Scott. I believe what they're saying to be true. I've settled it in my mind. I'm going to start a storehouse like they're telling me to do. And, and the moment you make that decision, I, I promise you, that there are going to be things yes. set, wild, crazy, strange, stupid, out of this world things are going to happen to, can I use the word deflect? Deflect you from Jesus to something else. I think this is his front line, first attack uh, battle plan, Charles. How do you feel about this? I believe that this is a subject that is sorely missing in the house of God. Um, you know, if you can't, you, you, you ever heard the old phrase, if you can't beat them, join them? <laughs> the devil, when the church of God first started in the book of Acts, God anointed the church to go out and to spread the gospel and to begin to build his church with the anointing, with power. And the devil tried an on-front assault. He tried physically attacking them, martyring them, stopping them from preaching the word of God. And, and nothing that he did at first worked. It only seemed to be like pouring gasoline on the fire. The church got that much more powerful, that much more anointed. God was moving that much more stronger. So what did the devil do? He changed his tactic. And Scott, it's been that same tactic since then until now. And today, it is worse than ever, is the fact that most Christians, and I would put me in that same category, and unfortunately, Scott, please don't be upset with me, I would put you in that category. But if I could say the one thing that we fall prey to more than anything of the devil's tactics is distractions. There was an old newsletter back when David Wilkerson was still alive and with us. David Wilkerson, a very powerful prophet and minister in Times Square Church in New York City, he would write 
a monthly newsletter, Scott, and send it out. And one of the newsletters that he wrote was called Distractions in the Holy Place. Mm -hmm. Now, I encourage you, listener, those of you that have the uh, internet means to do so, to, to go forth in your social media. Google it. That's all I had to do was go to a Google search engine and put in Distractions in the Holy Place, and I was able to find that newsletter. And, Scott, it was one of the most powerful, anointed, scary, fearful words or newsletters that I have ever read from David Wilkerson and how he was warning the people, talking about how insulting it is to God, how disrespectful it is to the master that we serve and love to come to him with a half-hearted prayer or a mind that is distracted with the thoughts of tomorrow or later that day, all the things that the devil attacks us with. Now, Scott, distractions come in many forms, and I know we've been you know, given credit to the enemy about distractions, and believe you me, the devil uses distractions in your life. He will send people that you've never seen in, in years to interrupt your prayer time, your life with God. He will send distractions into your heart, in your mind. He will launch fiery darts against you to distract you when you pray, when you read. But there are distractions also, Scott, that we have allowed in our own lives simply because we are allowing the lust of our flesh to drive us to these things. And Scott, I believe those distractions are also keeping us from building a storehouse of faith. Amen. Oh, absolutely. Those those might be some of the that might be the, one of the most poisonous of distractions. I have felt to be in my life the satanic distractions that come straight from Satan to deflect me. I, I've began to notice those, and after a certain amount of time. You, you can kind of see they, they stick out like a red sign, like a red flag, and, and you kind of know and begin to learn how to deflect those, if I can use that terminology. But it's it's the ones that we have planned our life that we may not even realize are there. We might not even consider them a distraction. We don't even see them for what they are, and that's that's a distraction to keep us from praying to keep us from reading, to keep us from connecting with the Holy Ghost. We don't even see them. That's the most poisonous ones. Would you agree with that? I would. And, you know, let's remind ourselves, distraction means anything that prevents your full attention. And we're going to, we're just going to talk about distractions from building a storehouse of faith. So anything that prevents your full attention from God, your full attention from building a storehouse of faith, that would be considered a distraction. Now, Scott, when I was getting ready for this podcast, there we could go for days about distractions. We could call out specific ones. We could spend a lot of time. Now, I did want to spend more time on this subject than the other ones that we have covered so far simply because I do not believe that the listener and the Christian today realizes the extent of the distractions that have been launched against them. Against them, and uh, when I was getting ready for this podcast, 
I laid down three categories of distractions that I want you and I to discuss to allow the Holy Spirit to reveal to the listener that they might be out on the on the lookout in their own lives. Because let's remember, we're building a storehouse of faith. And if you'll recall the story of Nehemiah, Scott, Nehemiah was sent by God from Persia back to Jerusalem to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem, to rebuild the city, to get the, Christ, the, the Jewish people, the Israelites, back to a state, back to a place where God could dwell with them again. And in his attempts to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem, he encountered a lot of distractions. The devil would come to him with onset war threats. He had friends that were trying to talk him out of doing the job. He had the doubts and the murmurings of the people who were building the walls. He was contending with a lot of distractions. And he had to make up his mind that he wasn't going to let anything deter him from giving his full attention to rebuilding the walls. And he ended up rebuilding the walls of Jerusalem in record time because he did not allow himself to be distracted. Now, Scott, we have to have that same zeal in our own lives, that same determination. Like Nehemiah, we have to make up our mind that God has been speaking to us about rebuilding the storehouse of faith in our life, rebuilding those faith ways in our life, preparing ourselves for what's coming up in the future. And what will happen is the enemy will launch an attack of distractions. The first category I have is distractions from the enemy. The second category is distractions that we have in our own lives from our own lust and our own fleshly desires. And then lastly, we're going to talk about distractions that have been set upon in our lives that we, like you said earlier, don't even know about, don't even, are not even aware that they are distractions. They may not be in and of themselves evil, but they have been placed in our lives to keep us from giving God our full attention. And Scott, we need the Holy Spirit to reveal those distractions to us. But let's Amen. talk about each of the categories. Now, we can talk about the distractions from the enemy first. These are ones that are probably so readily uh, observed, so readily recognized. Distractions like trials and tribulations, temptations to give up on God, to go do something else instead of seeking God's face, to spend time doing other things. The devil will give you so many distractions, Scott, so many ways, so many trials, so many tribulations, so many doubts he will throw in your mind, so many problems he will send your way to test your faith and to get you to give up on God and to quit fighting that fight of faith. Scott, talk about distractions from the enemy. What do you believe the devil is doing in the house of God today to distract them? from giving God their full attention. Mm. I I could give you a quick example out of my own life, if, if you would like that. I think this is a prime example of satanic distractions, because when I say it, you're, you're going to see, I mean, gosh, that's the devil, isn't it? I mean, you're going to see it. So 
I'll quickly paraphrase. Charles, I had made a determination a long while back at my lunch period at work to pray. That's going to that's gonna be my prayer time in the daytime. I'm going to give that to the Lord, and I'm going to pray about this and that and things and people. And, and it's a certain time every day that I do that. Well, for the first few weeks, that was pretty good, Charles. I, I, I'd go to my prayer place at that certain time every day through the work week, and it was going good. Satan figures out that I have made a determination. I hope everybody listens to my words. Satan figures out that I've made a determination that I'm going to take this time every day. So, Charles, the distractions after a few weeks come. So I will walk a road that's next to the plant where I'm at to, to pray and to seek God. I'll walk up and down that road. Charles, it began with. Now, it's a good distance to walk to me to get to this road. It's a good long distance to get to me while I'm walking. All of a sudden, people that normally don't want to do that, normally don't want to. All of a sudden, want to talk to me and they will come from the plant. They will come out of that plant and walk that long distance to get to me to talk about foolishness. Or something like that to distract me from being able to pray. Oh, now that's the devil. So guess what I did, Charles? I said, I'm going to go on the offensive. I'm going to change my location. Okay, so there's a field close to the road where I was using to walk and pray. I go into that field now. I go up and down that field. It, it's, it's been cut with hay. It's somebody's hay field. I'm walking up and down that field. Truck drivers will come by and blow their horn and stop. Truck drivers, Charles, people people in cars would come by to stop and want to talk foolishness and distract me again. Oh, you devil. So I changed it, Charles, once again. I'm going on the offensive. Guess what I did? I found a big roll, tall roll bale of hay that's even taller than me, all rolled up in these fields. I'm like, I'm going to get behind this thing. Nobody's going to find me there. I got you now, devil. Guess what he did? He sent two riders on horseback from out of nowhere to find me and, and stop and want to distract me from praying. Satanic satanic distractions. When, when you've made up your mind, and this is for me, I want you to give your definition, but satanic distractions are really, for me, mostly outside working their way in Yep. distractions to try to, to get me to stop praying, to, to mess up my focus, to not be able to hear the voice of the Lord. And they are so, they are so uh, flauntingly, look, it's me. Ah, I've got you. That, that it doesn't take a prophet to discern, wow, this came from the devil, didn't it? And, and phone calls, Charles, while I would try to pray. Yeah. Phone calls from everybody. Yeah. We not want to talk. We try to call right then at that specific time. No other time. Those those kind of outside distractions, it, and it takes you taking a stand. If your wife tries to call you while you're doing your prayer time, don't answer the phone. If 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 the place that you're using to play, pray is is readily able for Satan to attack with crazy distractions and foolish people, find somewhere else. Go on the offensive. Move it. You know, I'm giving you some true. I feel that 
uh, somebody I'm talking to, find you a lone place and, and go on the offensive that the, that the devil can't easily attack you. Leave your phone. Leave your phone somewhere. Don't take your phone with you. Do not give the devil easy access to deflect you. That, that's the way it is to me. How, how is your definition, sir? Let me ask you that. God, I have experienced the exact same things that you are talking about. If I hear it right, the key word you said were outside, outside attacks. The way yes. you know a difference between a distraction that you brought in your own life versus one that the enemy is bringing is the one the enemy brings will be from the outside coming in. Yeah. Distractions that are in your life because of your own lust, your own pleasures, they are from the inside coming out. Amen. Now, we're going to talk about the devil's distractions. Scott, you mentioned reading your word and praying and how the enemy would find absolutely crazy and and original ways to distract you, to, to interrupt you. I mean, you about, you about floored me when you said two people on horseback. <laughs> That's just like the enemy. And I want, I want the listener to realize Satan is not, he has no shame. He is not above <laughs> using whatever means possible to stop you from building your storehouse of faith. Amen. You read your word. You will find interruptions from every uh, people that you haven't talked to in years will all of a sudden begin to call you on the phone. Things will happen that you have no idea that you, you, you couldn't believe that happened. And these are attempts from the enemy to stop you from using these steps, reading your word, praying, fasting, journaling. These are steps that you need to take in order to build a storehouse of faith. And when Scott said it, he said it best. He said when he had made up his mind, he had determined. Now, listener, before we run out of time, I want to get I want this to get in your spirit that if you have made a conscious, intentional decision to build a storehouse of faith, to take that measure of faith that you're given on a daily basis and invest it back in the kingdom of God and allow it to grow and to become something that you can use in the future, in the dark times and in the perilous times that are on their way, those trials and tribulations that are meant to take you out, and you want to make sure that you have that faith that overcomes. You want to make sure you have that impartation from the Holy Spirit that will keep you surviving, keep you succeeding, keeping you more than a conqueror, then you have to make an, an intentional decision to go on the offensive, like Scott said, to do what Nehemiah did, to make up your mind that you're not going to allow anyone to rob you of your time with God. Remember, the key is to build that secret place of the Most High. And when you are building that secret place, then you make up your mind, I'm going to meet God. And I've told you before, there's something about going to God at the same time and and at the you know, and if you can get a place that you can't get interrupted, you need to be diligent about your time with God. You need to protect it 
because the enemy will uh, he will do whatever it takes to steal, kill, and destroy your time with God, your time reading His Word, your time praying in His presence, your time fasting. Scott, I remember countless times that I decided to fast in order to seek God's face and to get a word from God. And people from everywhere would all of a sudden, get people that have never talked to me before, would come up and begin to offer me donuts. <laughs> and, and, and to take me out to dinner and everything <laughs> in the world. And, and, and these are attacks from the enemy because Scott, he sees that determination in you. He sees that that you went on the offensive and that you said, I'm going to seek the Lord. You know, David David in the Bible, he knew how to seek God. And it said he purposed in his heart to seek God. And when you do that, the enemy is going to notice. Mm -hmm. There's a word that I don't like to use, but I, I feel it in my spirit that I want to use right now is the word militant. Now, oh, I yeah. do not believe that we are allowed to be militant Christians in the physical realm. I do not believe that we are allowed to, to take a military offensive position in the physical realm against our brothers and sisters, against sinners, against politicians. I do not believe that militant Christianity is allowed in the physical realm. But, Scott, I believe militant Christianity is definitely allowed and required in the spiritual realm. The Bible says that we do not fight against flesh and blood. Our fight is not with our neighbor. Our fight is not with the politician. Our fight is not with the president. Our fight is not with the person across the way. Our fight is with the devil. And in a spiritual sense. And we are to become militant in the spirit realm. We are to put on our armor of God and fight and go on the offensive in the spirit realm. If you do not, the enemy will send so many distractions that before you know it, you have allowed your spirit to dry up. You've mm -hmm. disconnected from the vine. You're no longer abiding in God. You're not drawing strength from God. You find yourself in an isolated place, and when the enemy throws his sucker punch against you, you fall susceptible to it because you have allowed distractions to rob you of your secret place with the Most High, Scott. Have you experienced that same thing? Oh, absolutely. I, I was listening. You talk about days that I, I was going to fast the same stuff. Well, I baked the cake today. Are you sure you don't want a piece of this nice chocolate? Yeah, you know, and they'd never do that ever before. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'll buy you dinner if you'll come with me. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I've been through all that. And, and I hope the listener hears that I know some of the things that we've recounted as, as outside distractions trying to move in from the devil, if you want to count it that way. I, I know it sounds crazy and laughable. And, and you would probably think in your mind, well, that's crazy. If I saw two riders come out of nowhere and try to distract me from praying, oh, I know that's a devil. I can handle that. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. These, these distractions might sound crazy, foolish, and laughable. But you've got to think Satan's not going to stop. He will continue 
to do it. His aim is to get you frustrated to say, what's the point? I can't, I can't pray. What's the point? And give up and stop. Then he has you. Then he will take you down. Then your faith will dry up. It doesn't matter how crazy the distraction is. It's the constant onslaught of it every day. If you, as I'm going to use Charles's word, if you don't get militant about it, be, be as wise as serpents and harmless as doves. Man. If you look around you and you see opportunities for you to be distracted by the devil, then change your modus operandi, change your place, change the way that you do things, go on that offensive and you will be successful. Finally, let me, let me end it with this. Finally, after all those crazy distractions, Charles, I figured out a way to do it. He can't touch me now. And he hasn't been able to touch me now. Now the only person that can stop me from doing this is me. And that ain't going to happen by the grace of God. So you can be successful at this if you will be militant. I'm going to hand this back at you. So I'm going to do my best to wrap this up before we run out of time. Listener, for the last 12 weeks, we have been speaking about faith. The fact that faith is something that is necessary for survival and that we live in the last days. And in the last days, there will be trials. There will be tribulations. The Bible says that problems would arise with perplexity on this earth, that the earth would reel to and fro like a drunkard, like a ship on the sea, that men's hearts would fail them for fear of the things that are coming upon this earth. So we need to make a decision to build us a storehouse of faith that we can draw upon in these times of trouble and when the darkness increases, that we faint not, that we hold on to the master's hand, that we do not give up. Now, we've been talking about building a storehouse of faith and we've been giving you the steps. And I believe with all of my heart, we have listeners, Scott, that have decided they have heeded our warning. They believe that we have heard from God. They have began using these steps to build themselves a storehouse of faith. They began to read their word as never before. They began to pray like never before. They've even fasted maybe for the very first time or maybe the first time in a very long time. And they may have started journaling. And I hope that they have. I hope that they have took all of these steps that we have mentioned and incorporated them in their life and began a journey with God. But today I want to say this to you, that when you make that conscious, intentional decision to build a storehouse of faith, the enemy will be aware and he will attack and try to stop you with distractions. And we here, Scott and myself, are giving you a heads up that if it hasn't already happened, it will happen. When you make a decision to create that secret place of the Most High, when you decide that you're going to protect that place that you meet with God and God meets with you, when you decide to go on the offensive, there will be opposition. But if you do not give up, just like Nehemiah, he made up his mind and he prayed for God to help him and when God saw that Nehemiah had made up his mind and purpose to do what God had told him to do, 
that he made a way to escape all of distraction and all of the attempts of the enemy to attack him and to stop him. So in the future, we're going to continue this talk with distractions, especially the ones that come from the inside that we bring on ourselves. Those are subtle. Those are evil. Those we're going to talk about next. But right now, I want you to make up your mind to be aware, to be like Scott said, wise as serpents, harmless as doves, aware of your surroundings, aware of what's happening in your life. Begin to recognize the enemy's attempts to rob you of your time with God, to rob you of your time to read your word, to rob you of your time to pray, to stop you from fasting, to interrupt you while you're working on building this storehouse of faith. I want Scott to pray that if there are anyone out there listening that hasn't made up their mind to build a storehouse of faith, that they get the unction and the desire and the impressed warning in their spirit to begin to do so. But the main prayer that I want Scott to pray is to pray for those who have made a decision to follow these steps, to begin to build a storehouse of faith, to create a secret place of the Most High, to meet with God, to begin to read, pray, fast, seek God's face, build this storehouse of faith, that they will recognize the distractions and the attacks of the enemy and not give up, Scott. Not give up. It's so easy mm-hmm. to go back to a way where you wasn't bothered. You know, because when you start reading your word more, when you start praying more, when you start fasting, not only does God show up, but the enemy shows up even more, and troubles and trials come, and you get exasperated, you get tired, you say, well, why don't I go back to the way I used to do it? I didn't have half as many attacks, half as much trouble. But Scott, we have to make a conscious effort, a a militant, offensive fight in the spirit realm to get to a place where God can impart unto us that storehouse of faith that we need so much. Would you say anything on your heart, Scott? And then would you pray for us? Oh, Lord, help us today. Father, I'm just going to go directly into prayer. While while I, I feel them moving, I think you, the listener, have, have been convicted about things. I think you're feeling the fire in your soul. If you've been listening intently and not distracted, <laughs> glory to God. If you've been listening, then I think you're getting what we're saying. So I'm going to go directly into prayer. Father, I thank you today for this word. I thank you for the ministering of this word. I will pray for the first class of people that catch this podcast. Building a storehouse of faith yet. And they may, the devil may say it's too late. I want to rebuke that in the name of Jesus. It's never too late to start building your storehouse. If you're alive on this planet, if you're exhaling and inhaling air, you've still got time to build your storehouse. So I'm praying for you right now in the name of Jesus that the conviction of the Holy Spirit come upon you, that you realize the day, that the day really sets in your spirit. You begin to, your eyes open. You begin to see, wow, look around me. Look what's going on. Look what's happening. Look at what the devil's trying to do on this planet. I need to start now. I pray that conviction on you by the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus right now gets inside you and causes you to begin to start right now. The want to 
in your spirit. That's what I pray for in Jesus' name. And now I pray for that second class of people, those that hear it, that want to do it, that have been trying, that have begun to read and pray and fast. I want the militant to get inside you in the name of Jesus. Now, here's how I'm going to pray it, listener. I pray that you protect your prayer and reading time. I want you to consider it like this. Look at it. If you're a woman listening to me, look at it as your husband. Now, if you're married or maybe you're not, maybe you've got a boyfriend in your life. Either way is the same. You would not let harm or hurt or uh, some some woman try to distract your man from from being part of you, being in your relationship, from giving his all to you. You'd protect that. You'd fight for it. If he was about to get hurt, you'd protect him. To come on to him. Amidst of that stuff in the moment. Now I want you to have that same attitude about your prayer time, about your reading yeah. time, that kind of militancy. Man, I want you to think about it the same way as if it was your wife or a new girlfriend you found in town. You are going to protect that. Oh, you're not going to let any man touch that time. You ain't going to let any man infiltrate into your business. I want you to get that same kind of militancy right now. It doesn't matter if you make your friends mad. It doesn't matter if they don't things. You don't let that distract you. You go to the mountain, just like Moses was called. There wasn't nobody in that congregation going to stop him from climbing. Even if he was 120, he said, I'm going. Lord's waiting on me up there. He told me to come. I'm going. And that's the same kind of praying for you right now in the name of Jesus. I pray that that sit on you. The presence of the Lord lights on you. I pray in the name of Jesus, that you get that militancy, that you refuse to be frustrated, that you refuse to stop. And I pray also in this last little bit, Lord, that you give them eyes to see where the holes yeah. are. I pray that you give them ears to hear the things they shouldn't be paying attention to and cut it off. Eyes to see where the holes in their walled city. I say that in quotations. The holes are the easy ways to get in the distractions, the way of. I pray that you show them in their life, Holy Spirit. I know you will. You did for me. You'll do it for them. And I thank you that you're going to if they will receive it in Jesus' name. And I thank you for this message today. It's helped me. I give you glory and praise, Jesus, for all of it. In Jesus' name, and amen. Amen, amen. Good prayer, Scott. Thank you so much. You were praying for me as much as you were praying for those people who are listening in. I want those people to understand that we are in this together. Scott, myself, you listener, we're all building a storehouse of faith. We're all fighting the good fight of faith. We all are trying to make heaven our home. So we all needed this message. I need to protect my secret place with the Most High. Scott needs to protect his time with God. You listener need to protect your time. I hope that you have been set on fire to do so. I hope that your eyes are anointed with eye salve, your ears are anointed, that you begin to recognize the enemy's attacks. Like Scott said, the holes in the wall where the enemy can get in and begin to patch them up according to the Holy Spirit. And thank you, God, for such a good word today. Amen. I enjoyed being back on the podcast with you today. It's been a while, and I have missed it so much. Thank you so much for helping me with this podcast. I want to thank God for speaking to us today, for giving us 
his word, to giving us his permission to become militant in the spirit realm, to fight that good fight of faith, for letting us know that he's going to not only encourage us, but he's going to help us to fight a good fight of faith and to accomplish what God wants us to accomplish. Listener, I hope you've enjoyed this. I want you to help us. Help us share this word with others. We need you to send this message out by whatever social media means that you have so that other people can hear what you've heard and benefit from it as well. You can help us extend this ministry by sharing this message with other people. Share it with your family members, your friends, on your Facebook. Share it with your people that you know. Word of mouth, whatever it takes. In doing so, you will be a part of this ministry that you will get credit and rewards in heaven. This podcast saves if you become a partner with us and begin to share this message and pray for Scott and myself that we will continue to share God's word on these podcasts. Now, like I promised before, if you have a need, if you have a comment, if you desire to get a hold of Scott or myself, if you would love to leave us some words of encouragement that you're being blessed by this podcast, that you're being blessed by this ministry, it would encourage us and thrill our hearts so much to hear from you. You can do so by writing in to our email address. That email address is key underscore David underscore ministries at yahoo.com. And like I said, if you look at the show notes of this podcast, you will be in the link and you can use it to send us a direct email and we will be glad to add your name to the list. We will be glad to pray over any need that you have. And if you have a comment or a testimony, we would love to hear from you. We encourage you to do so. It has been a pleasure being in the God's presence today. I want to thank you again, Scott. Thank God again. I hope and pray that we get to meet again very shortly and not be distracted, not be <laughs> attacked by the enemy where we can't come on this podcast once a week. We're wanting to get back in the swing of things. Pray for us that we do so. Pray that God gives us the ability to come back to you. In the meantime, be looking for Scott's podcast. Scott has a Key of David supplemental podcast that he does in between the bigger podcasts. They are encouraging words. They're powerful words. They're anointed words. I promise you, you will be blessed. You will be challenged. You will be edified. You might even be rebuked, but it will all be from God if you listen to them. So look for that. Key of David supplemental. It will be available in the same way that you get this podcast on both podcast platforms. In the meantime, it is the prayer of the Key of David podcast. It is the prayer of the Washington of the Wall Ministries. It is my prayer. It is Scott's prayer that each and every person repents for the kingdom of heaven is at hand.